a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger. Hey, thanks for listening to Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Bronger. I'm here with an old friend who's not old. So uh, old. Named Aaron Gibson. Aaron is with me, and uh, Aaron's one of the funnier people I've ever known, and also one of the more interesting. You've always had, like, amazing perspective. I remember having a conversation with you. Is that a at- nice way of saying I'm angry? No. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Which is understandable. I don't understand why. Why it wouldn't be. Why, why more women aren't, uh, or people in general. But um, no, 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 no. I was just thinking there was a time, remember when Kulop used to have those yeah. dance parties? I remember you and I like dancing and having a conversation the whole time once that was almost like, is this in a movie? That like people do this where you're like kind of like rocking out but still being like, so okay, so all right, so you guys broke up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because me and blah, blah, blah just started seeing each other. And how's it going? Pretty good. Do you ever notice? And like we were just kind of going on and on like we were having coffee or something. Just two people who were like, I have to dance right now, but I also want to talk. But I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. True. I was thinking about this the other day. I miss going dancing for not at a place, but just someone mm-hmm. being like, come over and let's dance. Yes. I'm going to do a dance thing. A that doesn't happen that. anymore. No. Yeah, it, do- it, <laughs> it doesn't. We had a, a karaoke party here with a couple friends, like not a lot, which three I people? thought would be really weird. No, oh. it was more than three. Okay. I think at the most we had like 15, but it was still just like, you know, we hooked it to the TV. So people are over there with the mic and, and, and everyone's kind of si- either singing along or whatever, but it, it was so fun because it could be. It was that thing where you're like, if you want to sing, you can sing. There's no weight at all. <laughs> That's what I like. It's like you didn't pay to come here. Uh huh. There's no money involved. Right. right. There's like beautiful, comfortable couch with Thanks. your name on it. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. This you don't. Is... You obviously don't have a dog. You have a dark nope. couch. Yeah. Nope. No dog. No cat. This is Pangea, as we call it, <laughs> the first continent, because we we had this built when moved in together, and we're like, oh, we're definitely getting married and all that jazz. It was like, I'll be on the road and be like, oh, I miss it. Are you on it right now? Like we're on the phone. Talking about the couch. Talking about the couch. (laughs) That's amazing. When you have a small couch, you really miss a big couch like the the luxury. And Mm -hmm. we are going to talk about this couch for about 35, 45 more minutes. Probably. Yeah. You don't. It's like my friend doesn't have a shower in her place or doesn't have a bath. And she will just go to a hotel to have a bath because she misses baths so much. I our bath is shallow and crappy. It's like it's just there to hold the shower water. Like it's a good shower, but as a bath, it sucks. Kara and I were in Palm Springs this weekend, and she got a bag of uh, what's salts. It uh, what's the one? It's not THC. It's CBD. CBD bath salt. Mm-hmm. And we went to this hotel, and we and we got this baller ass room but they didn't have a bathtub and it was like we were so bummed so like now i'm going away this weekend to do shows so i was like gonna say to her you should just get a hotel and bring that bag of salts fuck yeah you know just just go to some place that has like nice nice the kimpton that's where i stay the kimptons all have bathtubs and they're very affordable hotels and beds are comfortable okay if i can make a suggestion of where to go because you can't do airbnbs because airbnbs especially new ones also don't have fucking baths I'm kind of moving away from the Airbnb thing unless I go someplace for a hot, couple days. I want a pool with a bunch of friends. Like unless we oh. all pitch in on the house. But like I You don't did, like staying in tiny homes? <laughs> or just anyone's house. You know, it's a yeah. little bit it's a little it's always Creepy. got that thing of like, ah and it's weird because you know, I for a long time almost lived at a hotel doing stand-up, but you know what? It kind of reminds me of we met each other at UCB, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, or Garage Comedy. I can't remember garage which. Garage Comedy, yeah. Uh, also Kulop's thing. Yes. Joint. But did you, you never like toured as a stand-up. No. You're on tour right now. I I admire stand-ups who tour mm-hmm. and stand-ups in general. Right. It is too solitary for me. I get it. I was going to ask you if you ever had to stay in what we call a comedy con. No, but I've heard about them. Yeah, they're brutal. There's one, only one that exists actually that's good. Or the two are Denver Comedy Works. Uh, I'm Pound for pound, some of the best comedy clubs. Those two. What's that? Oh. Uh, Oh, Oh, Comedy Condo is basically like a condo owned by the comedy club that every comic who plays there stays there so you can imagine. Covered in jizz, covered covered in in cocaine. Cocaine dust. Every flat Cape, surface no cable. has had drugs done on it uh, or had sex on. But the Comedy Works ones and are barely like, oh, clean. this is like my rich friend's house. Like, so clean, so nice. It does not seem like anyone stayed there. But then when you stay in there, are you like, should they be paying me more? Not there. Oh, okay. But they, I don't stay in comedy condos anymore. Right, you're done. Ever. Uh, the last one I was in that wasn't in Denver, 
the guy owned, he doesn't own the club anymore. These other people own it. But he dropped me off at the airport and the condo was just a hole. And he's like, how was the condo? And the thing is, it's like, I'm Why not going to be like, ask? a shithole, man. See you around. It's like, I'd like to work there again. So I was like, it was fine. And I left. You know, the equivalent of, it sucked. Yeah. You know, if, if you were like, hey, how was your date? And someone wrote, it was fine. That date sucked. No, it was awful. It was a terrible date. Yeah. So my then agent, when he hit her up again to, to hire me, like six months later, he, she was like, he'll do it, but he needs a hotel. And he wrote back like all caps, Bronger said the hotel or said the condo was fine. Like he said it was fine. Like that was, like that was evidence his re- in the court of law. He that, said it was fine. No, but, but yeah. by the way, the amount of effort they would have to put in to mm-hmm. making those places nice, to me, sounds so minimal. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Just hire a cleaning person once a week. Have it clean. Put some fucking art on the walls that's not beige that's or it. anything. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good reality. That's your new reality show. You go and do <laughs> no, makeovers. Well, no. Never. <laughs> Nightmare. I can't swim in that world anymore. Okay, so, but, but yeah. to, for your tour, you've been on tour with, to promote your book. Yeah, Feminasty. Feminasty. Which is my feminist screed against the patriarchy right slash on. dick jokes. Sure. And then Brian and I have been on tour with Throwing Shade at the same time. Awesome. So we're like awesome halfway podcast. done. Yeah, yeah. We're like halfway done. Very cool. Yeah. I'm, nice. I'm um, seeing the end of the tunnel. I like the shows. I'm sure you feel the same way. Yeah. I love the shows. I hate everything else about doing these. You. Yeah. I don't like figuring out where I've got to eat. Mm-hmm. I don't like sleeping on a different pillow every night. Okay. And I don't like telling Lyft drivers what I do because they always ask, even though I try so hard to tell. I just straight up lie to them now. When people say, why are, what are you doing in Lyft, town? It's Uber too. Sure, yeah. sure. Same. Cabs. Any, anytime I'm in town for to do comedy and they're like, what brings you to town? I'm just, I always say visiting friends. I say it to the rental car company. I say it, I say it at the airport. Whatever they ask me, visiting friends. Because I'm not lying. I will make friends. I probably yeah. have friends there. I'll probably see them when they play there. You're not saying you're up. an actuary. No. Yeah. No. I don't invite the conversation. There was a guy in Denver. He would not. Well, because the problem is when they drop me off at the bookstore at 7 p.m., mm-hmm. I can't. It, there, there's a weird thing where I, then I can't. I don't know. If I don't immediately say I'm meeting somebody, or which I don't. I, I feel oh, I have a weird obligation to tell. Right. At least just trying to skirt around not telling them. But there was a guy in Denver who was taking me to a book event. If for anyone who doesn't know me, I do feminist comedy. That's all you need to know. But yeah, so, and it's great. Yeah, thanks, dude. So he was like, "What kind of books do you write?" And I was like, "Oh, I write comedy books." And he was like, <laughs> "What kind of comedy?" And I was like, "So we're not going to let this go." And I was like, "I write feminist comedy from this perspective of you know helping women become more aware of like their marginalization." And he goes, "You know, I get it exactly. I thought when Roseanne." came out as a lesbian in the 80s. That was just a weird time. And I was like, wait a minute. When did that happen? Never happened. No. You're bringing up Roseanne, which, by the way, there's that's a whole different conversation. He had the first part of the name correct. Just Rose. That's it. He meant Rosie. Yeah. O'Donnell. O'Donnell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, when Rosanna Dana, yeah. uh, Gilda Radner's character, came out as lesbian. Nope, that's not right, sir. Not the right thing. That's amazing. Mm. Oh. When Ramble and Rose. What a perfect dad thing. It was so good. So then I was like, uh, I'm just going to put, now I just put headphones on, which I think Mm, is rude. Yes. No, I don't want to not talk to people. No. You don't think it's not rude. I don't don't think it's rude because it's like you want your own space and it's. You talk for a living. The the thing is, yeah, the the thing is, it's like people, they mean well, but the meaning well can be almost worse than someone who doesn't, you know, it's. (laughs) <laughs> it, well, okay. Here's another good example. I was in. Will you be the judge if it's good? Okay. How's that? Sure. Okay. So I was in. <laughs> so do you, I get? Here's an old person problem. I get a frozen back if I do more than three plane flights back to back. So my sure. back just straight up freezes. Oh wow. I'm a tall person in a seat. Yep. I. It. I can't get comfortable. So usually I have to find a place where I can get in a hot tub or get a massage or whatever. Yeah. So I got one in Portland. I was sitting in this hot tub. It was like one of those places, those stupid fucking like, we're a Swedish place. So like, there's a warm pool, there's a hot pool, then there's a cold dip. Oh, was it, was it not springs? It was. Not okay. springs. I know that place. Here's Kara loves that place. I thought, I was like so in for it. Mm-hmm. And but it I, is, it is it's so, a scene. Hip, so hipster douche. It's though. a fucking scene. Yeah. Everything is like black and linear and there's like a, it's perfect because you can go in and out of different pools and the sauna room and stuff. But when that thing is kind of crowded, it no. is hell on earth. Nightmare. It is all new Portland 
AKA kind of shitty. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So there was a guy in, I was, I'm perfectly fine being a solo person, not talking to anybody. Right on. I'm okay with that. So sitting in the hot tub, not a hot tub. That's like, I'm calling it that because that's like yeah, the low class but version. It is, but, yeah. but it is. So I'm sitting in the hot tub and the guy was like, Oh, I heard you, whatever. Someone who worked at the front desk knew knew who I was and was like, oh, I'm coming to your book event. And I was like, oh, that's great. So then he overheard her talking to me. So then he started the conversation just right in the middle. And he was like, what kind of uh, what kind of books do you write? And I was like, well, I write feminist comedy. I'm like... Mind if I dude up this conversation like a real dude? Yeah. <laughs> just barges just right in. Just right in. in. Like, doesn't say hi. Ugh. And then he goes... He goes, I don't really follow politics. And I was like, oh, now I have to fucking work? Now I have to work. Fuck you. No one asked you. No, but, and by the way, I was, then I, then I had to be like, okay, I have to figure out a way to now get this person to fucking care about politics because it affects my life. In the end, I think it, it It does. Whether or not it affects, and I couldn't. At this point, saying that is death. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I also couldn't be like, I don't know. I mean, I couldn't just be what I want, do what I want to do, which would be like, that's your fucking white cis privilege to sit there and not fucking care because nothing affects you. Because it is. But then I was like, ha ha, I got an in. He had just been talking to someone about how he was, whatever, going through the certifications to be a personal trainer. And I was like, okay, I heard you talking about um, your personal trainer, right? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, you should be really knowledgeable about labor laws because do you know that as a personal trainer you can get involved with a gym they can have you sign a non-compete if that gym treats you terribly and you want to quit you can't work for a year because they own your time that's why you should be involved politically because it will actually affect you on some level and he was so taken aback and but i was like i just want to fucking relax yeah i don't want to have you just want to fucking relax and b talk about a typical white bro I don't like politics. Here's how it could but affect then you. Came to the Wait, book it of- could affect me. But what? A, but me. But me though. Like that's literally what that guy Parker, was. He came to my book event that night. God bless. And I was like, okay. So, but then it's like the salesman theory of every seven doors might not open, but then you might have a sale on the seventh, and right. that keeps you going. Yeah. So then I keep talking to people because I'm sure. like, well, maybe I'll change one mind. Yeah. I wish at the end of the day I could just be like, I don't give a fuck about that one person. I know. Well, but, listen. Yeah. I mean. God bless. Because, I mean, I'm the same way where it's kind of like as much as I want to tell people to fuck off. It's just like we're – we can't. You it's can't. Like you, you ha- we have to reach out or we're all going to die. I you know. know. And that's the perfect end to hear the first call. Um, <laughs> we're yeah, all going to die. I, no, because, look, we're, we're all going to die, of course. But, like, let's not have the world die in 22 years. But – that's what this show is about. Even Someone listened to the daily about entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But let's let's hear the first call. <laughs> oh man, I love you too. Hey Matt. Um, no name. Um, now we're gonna keep this as stark as possible. It's just a play on morality. I want to do something that is wrong, and I know it's wrong, but it's gonna make me feel good. Maybe not for a long time, maybe just for a little bit, but I'm going to enjoy it. And not in a shitty, guilty way, but, you know, uh, might hurt some other people, you know, if they find out or, you know, so uh, without any uh, specifics. He's not uh, going to tell us, is he? Do I do it or not? Okay, so many of these are like fucking Twilight Zones, and I've I've had people call in. Just you, you got to be. No one knows who you are. You could literally be like, I'm thinking about fucking the nanny. I'm thinking about going to Six Flags and cutting my hand off. Like no one will know. No one will know who you are. So please, people, be more specific. I will defer to my guests to to answer this one. Okay. Try to be a good host here. I feel like I've got two answers. Number one, if it truly is not, if I know he said some people would be hurt if they found out. I feel like if you're not going to hurt anybody else, there's no collateral damage in what you're going to do. Because mm. in my mind, it's masculine. I don't know. Like, it, like then I'm like, well, I don't know mm. if you're going to sit in a room and do crazy <laughs> drugs by yourself. Fucking go for it. Yeah. It's when you start affecting other people, then you've got to really have some difficult conversations with yourself. Absolutely. My thing was, if it's that, I'm with you for sure. I feel like- Masculine in a bathtub? Definitely. 
Yes. Uh, or shower, a, depending on where you are. With a, with a headband dipped in liquid acid <laughs> that's on. I think he wants to cheat on whoever he's with, is, is my thing. And he thinks he'll, he'll, he'll get away with it and no one will be harmed. My only thing, and I've, I've, I've answered this question where this person is like, well, if they won't find out, what's the big harm? And my thing is, you'll know. And if you're in a situation with someone and you both are committed to it not being open and you not fooling around, then you're breaking the trust and that doesn't go away. That's forever. And it, it will eat at you. It will fuck with you. And it kind of should because you, you kind of made a deal. So I wouldn't do it. I don't think it's worth it. I would um, go ahead and imagine it and beat off in the sink if that's what that is. Beat off into the sink. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, well, you know, we're both tall. Yeah. Uh, so oh, please. That's where I jerk it's off. Perfect height. Perfect height. You I know. jerk off into sinks. You know, sure. <laughs> yeah. Old timey. Uh... I learned it from watching women in movies. <laughs> what well, so we always we learn, do. I, I don't know how women, Sliver. female genitalia works at all. <laughs> that famous scene that's with Sharon Stone. <laughs> Wait, can I, I want, like, you touched on a really good point. I don't understand this with straight people. If you don't want to be in a monogamous relationship, don't fucking trick someone else into being it's, one. It's just gay comfort. people. Gay men don't do it all mm-hmm. the time. I have so many gay friends who are like, "Yeah, we have an open relationship. Yeah. Oh. Fucking just find someone who wants same. the same thing you want. Mm-hmm. Don't don't fool somebody." No, it's 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 one of the lessons. It's that, so lazy that I wish I would have learned a long time ago that it's it's not that big of a deal to tell someone exactly what you want without being wishy-washy or whatever it's just it's just say it and and move on with your life uh, cuz you won't by the way you're going to hurt somebody more if you fucking lie about who you are and what you want than if you just tell them in the first place and then maybe you don't have a relationship that's romantic but maybe you can still be friends with that person and yeah. that you can't pass you can't go back to that point no. at a certain point when you start um fucking with someone's trust. No. No, you lose it and it's gone. You know, I do think it's it's a little bit more of a man thing to want to kind of run all over the place and do all that. And so I think that from the male perspective, guys think, oh, women that want to be in, a, in an open relationship, it's not going to be the woman I want. It's like, you don't know. You don't know until you, you put yourself out there and say that's what you're going for. But be sure that's what you want. Because it's like, my wife and I have had that conversation even when we were just dating, where it's like, oh, sure, would it be nice to go sleep with some other women? Yeah, but it, it would make things weird for for me and horrible for her. And I don't think that weirdness is worth it for me. Yeah. It just, well, not even think it isn't worth it. There's no way. I've been in an open relationship. It is not good. Yeah. It is not good. I've, and I never I've wanted it again. Been in one, it's, I never fucking wanted it again. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. I think it, <laughs> it's so I think it works exhausting. better for gay people than straight people, honestly. Well, you there there's too many traditional hangups with straight people. Yeah. And I think, yes. Yeah. It's really, true. I mean, maybe that's, like not very sex positive to say, but sure. gay people get to yeah. define the relationship well, because it's mm-hmm. like a, it's not, you know, thousands of years old, you know? Right. Well, and I, I also, I mean, it is, I, but I it's not, you know, I feel a little bad being, well, I think, I think it's like this for gays. Like, I don't but know some shit, people don't do but it. Like, no, it, absolutely. But I, it's, it's like, I always think back to this friend I had that I used to wait tables with back in, uh, in Chicago in my twenties. And she just was, she's like, Oh my God, I love gay men. They're so funny. And I was like, Ugh, shut up. You know, it yeah. made me, cause it's like, it, cause that, she's like fetishizing, them. fetishizing yeah. and, and eunuchizing mm-hmm. and, uh, kind of like they are there for her entertainment thing. Yeah. They, so, they tell me if I should get highlights. They tell me if my, this <laughs> yeah. peplum skirt looks good on me. Yeah. yeah. My gays. But I, it's like, I, I don't want to go. Well, I think it's like this for gay people. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm only basing it off of Basically, I would say half of the gay friends I have have open relationships yes. and half don't. It's much more common. But for the ones who do, it seems pretty simple for them. Totally. Because yeah. they talk about all this stuff. And sometimes they have mm-hmm. an open relationship together, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Two of my best friends have lived together for like 10 years and they have an open one together. And it just seems to work. But Dan Savage always says, there's someone out there who likes exactly what you like. If you like something, there's someone out there who likes that exact same thing. That's true. So just find that person. Yeah. Exactly. And, it, and it's easy now because you can go on an app and be like, I like to be choked with a heel or whatever. Sure. You know? I like my balls stomped on. Yeah. Yeah. And stomp on like, my I balls. love stomping balls. Yeah. Or guy. Yeah. My, my advice is if, you, if, if your thing is cheating, don't do it. If it's masculine in a bathtub from Aaron go that for you it. bought from Aaron, go for it. Go for it. My masculine is all sage. So <laughs> it's quality. <laughs> all right. Let's check out the next one. Hello, Matt. There's a whole lot more to this story. Here it is. 
it's been 10 years since I got out of prison. I think I'm a decent, like an attractive woman. And here's the thing. I can't call her. I met a guy I finally like, but how do I tell him I have an insane uh, history, but it was just a five years down of crazy. Um, I was actually witness and murder trial. Everything I'm telling you is public records, so I probably shouldn't. Anyways, yeah, it was pretty bad. So I've kind of been a bit of a ghost, and this is real. But I'm super fun. I I love to have go out and have a good time, but I get really nervous. And so I probably need a therapist or some shit. But I'd rather talk to a dipshit because uh, after five o'clock every day, I'm pretty much full of shit. So I don't care. But um, yeah. Uh, what would you do if a really you know decent, attractive girl who's on her own? Owns a home, car, everything, just living by herself. And she had to tell you that she was in a innocent murder trial, not a defendant. And she has a criminal record, and she went to prison. So, yeah, um, kind of crazy. But he's a cool guy. I think I'm a cool chick. I think we could have some fun and do some things. Also, uh, everybody has a past. So if we can give a shout-out to... People who make fucking mistakes and try to get their shit back on track, then so be it. Also, if you take me to an open mic night, I will fuck it up and I will make you and everybody laugh. Um, yes, that's a dare. All right, Matt, I love you. Keep this shit up because you're fucking fabulous and I'm all over your shit on Instagram too. Um, Pina Colon on Instagram. Anyhow, this is a true story. Everything's real. Um, you can look it up on public record. I'm just kind of wanting advice from the shit. Okay. Um, yeah, and there's a whole lot of other shit too. But all right, thanks. Kick ass. Love you. Bye. Thank you. That's that was so nice uh, of you to say. Um, Aaron, go ahead. Okay, wait. Am I? I'm just going to make sure that I. I'm going to do active listening right now. Sure. She had a stent in prison, which was not related to a murder trial that she was a defendant in. It, it might have been. We. I don't know. It's hard okay. to tell. But if she was if she's out of jail, it's pretty pretty okay. Hold on, I'm going to make a lot of assumptions that probably aren't true. So I'm assuming if she only went to jail for a short period of time, it wasn't for murder. Yeah, no. Okay, that that's probably it. Okay, so I think what she said about giving people second chances mm-hmm. is really good. I yeah. I mean I I I would say take your own advice as far as that I'm concerned. Yeah. Because if someone can't accept you for your past and the fact that you've made some mistakes and you've obviously, we all know about the criminal justice system in America. It ain't fucking easy. Sure. And we like to punish, I'm from mm-hmm. Texas and people, I'm telling you, I have friends who've been to jail for DWIs, for fucking vandalism. And these were all people who just were like, you know, basically kids who were ignored. Yeah. And Texas likes to punish you. Like they're like the most punitive state. They're like, we're going to, we're going to send you to jail. We're going to teach you a lesson. Sure. Yeah. So I wouldn't fault anybody for going to, to jail. Mm -hmm. That being said, you got to be honest with people up front. Yep. Absolutely. And if they can't fucking handle it, they're the wrong person for you. Yeah. I mean, and it's not something to be be carrying around in your shoulders. Being in the early stages of a relationship is anxiety fraught enough you don't need an extra thing where you're like oh if only I, t- I tell this person you know like I mean you know I-, I wonder how it is for someone who's trans who you know doesn't want to tell the person mm-hmm. their f- uh their physical situation and and things like that and and or you know but it's just like you just should uh because a like um this the, the, these, these truths people are going to find out anyway you're going to tell them you're going to tell them you're not going to be in the relationship with this guy. You don't want not, them to find out, you know, on their own. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it's it's you know you don't want this guy to you know do like a deep Google search about you and find out about the time you did in prison and you being a witness or or, or whatever. I mean, you said it yourself. It, it's a matter of public record now. Um, my only thing, it sounds as if you might be afraid uh, for your life, and I think. I mean, you sound like a really cool person. You sound like very chill and a good time to be around and a good-hearted person. And it, it seems to me maybe you're afraid that some blowback will come on this person. 
And so that's that's very admirable. But it, it's at the same time, I'm a big adherent to Helen Keller. You know, there's no real such thing as security in life. Life is either a great adventure or nothing. And not that it's a great adventure to have someone, you know, be in danger with you. But you probably aren't in the danger you think you are. Uh, I think it's probably past. It's probably gone by the wayside. The way you were talking, you probably weren't the only witness. You probably weren't the chief witness. I don't know. But I think I think that the, the important thing is the bottom line is you have to let this guy decide for himself. And you got to tell him everything. Just barf it all out. Like, I got a lot to tell you, you know, and and hopefully he takes it well and hopefully he isn't a, a dick about it and hopefully it works out. And like Aaron said, if it if it doesn't, then he wasn't the one you're not going to help yourself at all. I mean, it's like back to what we were talking about before, uh, just kind of like <laughs> not telling the truth. You're just, you're not helping yourself at all. You just better. I not. would go as far as to say also like tell somebody before you're intimate with them. Oh yeah. Because that complicates things always. Uh-huh. And uh, you just want to be like, Hey, it, it, it just allows someone to make a more pure decision about. So I wrote about this in my book. I have herpes. Someone gave it to me after I got divorced through oral sex. I did not know I could get herpes that way. I was furious and I thought it was a death sentence. It's not the same thing, but it is because I would then have to tell people like yeah. before we would become intimate. I, and I had like a script because I, it was, <laughs> and it was more, it wasn't even more about what they protecting them. It was protecting myself yeah. because I know people can be cruel about that. And so I was just like, listen, here's the deal. I have herpes. If you don't want to sleep with me, I totally understand, but you need to know now. And I don't want to, you know, you just need to know. And if you're not okay with it, I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. And because you're not sleeping together and there's, it's not complicated and intertwined. It's easier to just be like on date two or whatever, be like, okay, a simple handshake and have a good life. You yes, know? absolutely. It's just easier. And mm-hmm. like I'm remarried. My husband was totally cool about it, probably because he's European. And he's like, he was like, <laughs> everybody in Italy has herpes. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and he literally said that to me. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. I guess I hit the jackpot. <laughs> That's, so, so, real quick, Matteo, you know Matteo Lane? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, ridiculously fit and cut Italian uh, comedian who yeah. sings like an, like an angel, a female angel. I would ask him once, I was like, because he was opening for me for a while. I was like, I was like, do your, your family in, in Italy or do the people in Italy have a problem with, because I know it's so traditionally Catholic, with people being gay or like, or your situation? He's like, well, but Italy is so gay though. Oh, and I was yeah. like, that's the funniest answer. And that's like, exactly what it is. Happened. The colors and the food. And the- <laughs> it is. It's pretty, it's pretty gay. That's what my, hu- my husband has like super, super machismo cousins and, and family. And he's like, they all wear pink. Yeah, they all they all dress like someone straight out of West Hollywood with like pina colada pants, yeah. hot pink shirts, and they're and yet they're like homophobes. It's like, well, y'all need to look in the fucking mirror oh, for guys, just a hot second. Come on, come on. Yeah, you 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 literally get your nails buffed, right? Yeah, yes, exactly. Okay, so sorry. So, oh no, uh, that's your husband it. was cool. That yeah, okay, my husband's cool. With herpes is my point. No, my, but just the idea that like if you do have something like that that you're either ashamed of or embarrassed of or maybe you're like. You know, you know, in my case, it wasn't, I wasn't given the option because the person yeah. was a shit bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more about protecting yourself from being hurt by that other person. I think, yeah. you know, because you don't point. know what that person's capable of saying or mm-hmm. doing. You don't know them that well. You, I assume you just started dating. Yeah. So, and look, I mean, I, anytime I've had a real connection with a woman and I, I saw it going, having a future, it would take a lot, you know, to, yeah. to, derail my feelings. Something like that, I would not judge someone for having done time. I have so many people, I have family members, I have friends that have done that, I, I, and we've all made mistakes and things like that. I, I, it's just, I don't, honestly, when, when, when you said that, I kind of thought, oh, all right. It didn't, it, I mean, it, it didn't register with you even. No, not really. Not as, not as like a, like a, a red deal flag. breaker. Yeah. Well, yeah. it also sounds like she's got her shit together. Yeah, totally. But I will say this and she's, she mentioned this and I think this is always a thing to like flag when people say like, maybe I should be in therapy. I would say regardless, irregardless, regardless, regardless, regardless of irregardless is not a word. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, okay. That. Um, Educated in the South, I was I was taught that the Civil War was a states' rights versus federal rights. Of course, of uh, course, course. So I've there's some there's some holes in my education. <laughs> um, 
or just straight up lies. No, I would say if your instinct is to even like say that out loud, regardless of this relationship situation, I never see there's any harm in going to a definitely therapist. Go. And go, definitely go. Go talk to somebody who's an yeah. impartial third person, no, person you know, I, yeah. outsider who can give you, be there for you. Cannot stress it enough. My favorite thing about my therapist is I can say anything I want and there's nobody else in my life that I have like that. And I don't want anyone else in my life. I don't want some friend that's just my piss bucket of my mind that I just can just say whatever. So your therapist is a piss bucket? <laughs> mm, that's a weird way to, to talk about him. But, no, but it makes yeah. sense because it's, that's a person you can say like the deepest, darkest, whatever thoughts. I'd say the room is the piss bucket. You know, he's kind oh, of watching me like pee and dump all over the place. But he's and, not telling anybody. No, yeah. no. He's like, well, you might not want to do that. You know? Oh, Okay. How are you peeing all of it in your mouth? Yeah. You're catching all of it. You got to stick out your lower jaw. Oh, that's how. Yeah. You got to really curl your back. For sure, a club in Berlin where this exact thing is Without happening. Without a doubt. Who did that? Someone did that in an interview. What, you know the guys that John and Vinny from uh, Animal and uh, John and Vinny's restaurant? Oh, yeah. yeah. Amazing food. They were like, there's an article when they first started out where they were like, they're just like out in the town drinking. And it got, when it got, one of them was like, check this out. And he peed in the air and caught it in his mouth. <laughs> and it didn't hurt their business at all. Nope. 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 Because they're crazy. And I guess you're in a sterile. I don't know. According to just, an episode of Friends, it is. Is it? Oh, yeah. I guess. <laughs> that's right. Oh yeah, let's do it. And and good luck to you. Thanks for calling. Hey Amanda, good job. Keep up the good work. <clears throat> hey dipshit. Hey, it's Michael from Chicago. So um, I'm a corporate whore. I'm in a job that I hate, corrodes my soul, but pays very well. I have two kids, 19 and 16, in college and high school, so I can't just quit my job. However, this is what I think I want to do. Buy a used RV and basically operate an underground railroad for women who need abortions in the South. So as you may know, certain states, mainly in the South, have put restrictions on agencies like Planned Parenthood to the point where there's only one operating in the state of Missouri, as an example. So the majority of women who need abortion services generally are poor and often don't have reliable transportation. So the idea is that I would drive them to and from the appointments and potentially help pay for the procedure if they don't have the means. Now, it's not realistic for me to quit my job, but this is something tangible and real that I can do to help people who need help. What do you think? Is this a pipe dream? I know how problematic the concept is to many people. Anyway, Thanks. Let me know. Love your work. Come back to Chicago. You're not a whore. You're maybe the coolest man I've ever heard of. I am shook. I, I, wow. Wow. Holy shit. Also, he sounds Irish, which I think has, there's like a Catholic rebellion, I feel like, in his throat. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. get, get it, making sure women are taken care of. Absolutely. Despite of, despite religious yeah. restrictions. Yeah. I'm wondering about, I'm not worried, I almost said worried, I'm wondering about the logistics, but I think this can be done. Okay, well, there's nothing illegal about it. Nothing, nothing. I'm thinking about how, you know, I think he put it right, an underground railroad. It's one of those things you don't necessarily want to advertise because people will attack you, you know. Yeah, don't call it the abortion bus. No, no, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Or the abortion bus, that's more of like. With with an apostrophe, abortion. Abortion bus, two Bs. Yeah, no, don't do that. But I, I mean, I definitely don't see anything wrong with it. I think it's it's very important. I, I think the way they have used these horseshit quote unquote health laws that quote Trap unquote laws. Yeah. help women that they don't help women to shut down clinic after clinic after clinic for their own fucking lying agenda makes me sick. I donate to Planned Parenthood every single month and volunteer for them sporadically and it, I am very worried about the future and about women's health and about women getting the treatment they need and and abortions for when they want them because it's a woman's right. Aaron, what are your thoughts? Okay, I'm just trying to think of the legal ramifications of what 
Okay, so there. Okay, certain states, as we know, only have one abortion clinic. A lot of those states also have waiting periods. The only thing that I would say would be tricky about this, and I'm just literally jumping right into the business plan of this. Well, that's that is the tricky thing about this show. It's like we don't hear them in advance, and yeah. we, and I we don't Google. So, you know, in case someone's just like, hey, how do I start a podcast? And I'm like, couldn't tell you. Don't have the first idea. Yeah. And Amanda doesn't have the time. Anyway, so. Well, I was going to. Okay, so. You, you, mm-hmm. have, you have a lot of stretching room here. Okay, so. All right. So I'll just go into theoretical. Theoretically, this could look like. So the first obstacle is that you are a man. Mm-hmm. And these women might also be. I, I don't know the percentage, but some of them might be assault survivors, and yes. that's why they want to get an abortion. And they're, so you have to be ca- cautious of how you might come off as a, as a, I assume, straight guy. That's absolutely right. And who's just like being like, get in this bus with me overnight. There's a reason why if my partner, who's a woman, uh, gets pregnant, I cannot call a clinic and schedule an abortion. There's a reason why. You know what I mean? It's an, a really obvious reason. So it's th- there is that thing to think about. He is a man. Go on. That shouldn't deter you from helping out because right. I do think there's way for this business. I think there's funding options available. I think there's definitely people who would help you if you wanted to devote your time, you know, whatever you retired and you want to do this when it is a handmaid's tale situation. But I'll also say there was a guy in India who was so upset about his wife having to use rags for her period that he essentially went, he was, I forget what his nickname was, but it was like period king or pad king or something like that. He would go around India and helping women with their sanitary problems during, during, and educating women because his wife was so ashamed and couldn't even talk to him about it. And he felt so guilty about the fact that she didn't even feel comfortable talking to him, her own husband about this thing that she was doing, like using dirty rags as her menstruation dealing with her menstruation. So anyway, I'm not saying straight guys can't, men can't be helpful or um, integral in, in women's healthcare needs. I just think you should just be aware of that, especially when you have places with three day waiting periods, because oftentimes what happens is they'll be like, you come in, you have to consult with a doctor. The doctor's like, here's the baby's heartbeat. Do you still want to have an abortion? Okay. You have a 72 hour waiting period. Sure. So you can't drive back home. If you're in a state like Texas where your abortion right, clinic right. is 400 miles away. Mm-hmm. So just take into consideration all of those things. And then I would also say, like, if you do want to do it this way, like, definitely get women involved. Without a doubt. You have to get women involved. Yeah. But until then, there are so many ways you could Being a clinic escort yep. and going to an abortion clinic in Chicago, which there are plenty, and escorting women from their mm-hmm. car or the parking lot to the front door can be such a powerful thing, and you can do it on the weekends. Yep. I used to do it in high school mm-hmm. with my mom. And uh, it's it, a thing where if you have some free time, you just basically stand outside with a vest that says pro-choice escort. And you're just there, and you're there as like kind of a barrier, a barrier, basically. And the training takes, you know, like a, c- a couple hours, and then you're done. And then you just call in your avails, basically. Yeah, yeah. And that's a, that's a really good way to that's a good really really good way to start. But I would also reach out to you know it's I to to preserve your anonymity. I'd reach out to Planned Parenthood and or NARAL. And NARAL, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's a? They're a great organization, and I will say a little bit smaller, so they might you might be able to reach someone a little faster there. That's true. That's true. There's a lot of options to get involved. I think mm-hmm. that aren't just. But this is yeah. a great. I think the idea. Yeah, is a great the idea. idea. The idea is great, and I. It sucks that we are even having to talk about it as a thing that we could use as a, a, a as a helping hand. That that it's so hard for some women to get. Ugh, healthcare. Well, there's um, an there's an app now that will deliver the abortion pill to your house. Oh, great! That so that's happened. That's like you have to have an iPhone and you have to have a fucking credit of card. Course. And like, no, exactly. It's it, it's all about access, like access, and low low income women's health, and the, those are the ones who are really suffering. So, to answer your question, I think to summarize, you need female help on this. You don't necessarily have to be nighttime women's clinic Batman, not necessarily, <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> But I appreciate I appreciate your energy and and you kind of the whole thing of taking on you know the idea of buying a an RV and all that and also just don't kick yourself in the in the ass so much for your job because it's benefiting your kids and um, 
There is a way to help, and there's also an in-between, that something you can do that will leaven out your animosity towards what you do. A, you shouldn't feel ashamed. B, get into something that makes you feel creative, that makes you feel worthwhile, that is a hobby, that is you know something, to just to kind of leaven it out, just ease it up just a little bit. I mentioned beating off in the sink. That's one. Uh, movies. No, but like painting, things like there's that. There's two just, things you can do. You can jerk off into the sink or you can watch a movie. That's my advice to everyone. That's all you got. Um, but you know, you said something really good, which is I think a lot of people who, especially like a guy like him who's like, I work so I can send my kids to school and I can't really. Right. He seems to have this language of all this other stuff is for other people, which mm-hmm. I think is so yes. fucking admirable yes. in a dude. But that to me means like take an hour a week yeah. and just do something you, you really You like. deserve good things, mm-hmm. sir. Obviously. Obviously. Even from the inclination to be nighttime Batman or... or RV King. Abortion clinic. Yeah, it's just, wow. I did not see that coming at all. But God bless, dude. Thanks for calling. All right, we got one more? All right, still last call. Matt, uh, a big fan of yours here in your hometown of Portland. I wish you would make more uh, stops back here in town, perform more for those of your... uh, I can't even do it. I can't (laughs) even take two... Um, Matt, this is my second time uh, attempting to call advice from a dipshit, but apparently I am the dipshit because I can't seem to get these questions right. Um, I think because I'm always calling so late at night um, after my kids are asleep. I, I finally have a legit question for you. Um, I recently found out uh, that my husband has been like, not really talking trash about me to his friends, but just kind of venting the way wives do about their husbands. Um, I found this out because his best friend called him and I overheard the conversation with his best friend. I could hear what his best friend said, basically in a nutshell, you know, referring to me as his crazy wife. So, of course, I overreacted. he apologized and said he, he was just venting to his friends the way people do. I did not know guys did this. I thought this was a girl thing. I thought that wives were allowed to bitch about their husbands. But I did not know that husbands, like, go out and talk about their wives like this. Um, is this something? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm just – do you guys have these, like, female – not female. Ugh, I hate this question. <laughs> See, he's right. I am crazy. Nope. Anyway, uh, thanks for making all your fans laugh, Matt, and uh, for bringing back the podcast. Love Ding Donger, and I'm loving the advice you're dishing out. Okay, take care. Bye bye. Thank you for the kind words. I'll be at the Aladdin December 21st. Uh, hit me up on Facebook. I'll put you on the list. Uh, you and whoever you want to bring. First thing, you're not crazy. Stop it. And second thing, it's just, it's really touching that you're calling and being very quiet uh, to not wake up your kid. And it's not a dumb question. It's like you didn't think men talk that way about women. Look, they do and they don't. I can only go by like my perspective and the people that I hang out with, the men that I hang out with. Here's the thing I think, I don't think you're crazy. I think you can tell when someone is kind of, I'll just say being mean. And when I'm when I'm talking with my guy friends, it's like, yeah, we'll we'll rip on our wives, rip on our girlfriends, but it, there's always it's always framed in respect. It's always framed in love. Even when, oh my god, it drives me crazy. There's still this thing of, you know, but I'm just venting with you as my buddy. Anytime I've talked to a man, be it a friend, be it not my friend, and they're they say awful things or they, as I put it, put us on a man team. We're not fucking on. You know, like maybe sharing sexually specific things or talking like just talking about that. Bro, well, you know how it is. Fucking chicks. They're they're different than us. Not like you and me. Where it's like, ah, we're not on a man island and they're not the enemy. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, I hate it. I don't think you're crazy. And I don't like you punishing yourself for, quote unquote, as you put it, overreacting to him. It obviously affected you deeply. You have a child together. You didn't like the way he was talking about you. And that it fucking hurts. It hurts. My wife says some shit sometimes that I'm like, you know, hey, fuck off, you know, and I will make a point to go like, hey, that was really made me feel like shit. And she always goes, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean it that way kind of thing. But 
I think we all have to not hide behind the veil of, hey, people just do that. When you're not around, I call you useless piece of shit and a loser. I just do. Just people do that. It's like, no, shitty people do that. That is, is my advice. You just be honest with your husband and say it hurt your feelings and, um, and that you just don't like him talking about. I mean, so much of my advice, I feel like, comes down to just be cool. If people would only just be cool. And I don't mean cool like hip. Just fucking, you know how to just do the right thing and, and not do the wrong thing. Just don't, don't be a mean asshole because it makes you feel good in the moment, especially with a, just someone who is not your ace, not your partner. Um, I think, too, like having somebody in your life who, who can't – what complicates things is when people are like, oh, it's just what people do or whatever. People are so embarrassed and ashamed to be wrong or to take responsibility for hurting another human being yeah. that they'll get defensive. And it's like, all you have to do is apologize. Apologizing is the most powerful thing you can do to somebody, it's especially so someone in a relationship. You're going to hurt somebody. That's what happens. You're around them all the time. Mm-hmm. You're very intimate. You're going to say some shit that you don't really fucking mean. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to apologize. Yeah. And I found, so my mom and I didn't have like a really good relationship. And then I started going to therapy and I got like language to use with her. Oh. Um, Cause she would get really defensive when I would be like, you hurt my feelings. Like you hurt my feelings didn't even work with her. So I started saying this thing, which was, I, I need to know that we can talk about this so we can have a good relationship. And I would say it really calmly. Yes. And it was the only thing that made her like chill and be like, okay, yes, I can take responsibility for this. Yeah. You, know? you really have to frame things in a way that people understand it and, and, and see how in the end it benefits them too. The best argument I heard even for religious people that are anti-same-sex marriage is, uh, oh, so you want the government telling you who you can and can't marry? That's what you want? That's what you're saying. And you're like, hey, no, I don't. I hate the government. Then what the fuck are you talking about? You know, it's just yeah. kind of thing. So I, I, I love Making the way people you put think it about it. Because it's just like, it's, it's like you're, you're letting her know, listen, you're destroying our relationship the way you're going right now. So you, yeah. do you want to make a left? Or something like that. It works on anybody. Uh It works on anybody who's like, who you're in a relationship with, any kind of relationship, who you truly care about and you want to make things right. And I think also when you have a kid involved, and this is a bummer of a level to Mm -hmm. think about, but like, you know, he can't do that with a son. If you have a son, which I don't know if you do or not, but if you have a kid who's a boy or even a girl, it doesn't fucking matter. Gender is a construct. But if you <laughs> see your dad saying stuff like that and not taking responsibility, yes. that's then they're that's who they're looking up to yeah. for that. And that's not cool either. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm not yeah. saying you should use that as like a weapon of like, if you don't do this right, then you're setting a bad example. But uh-huh. it's part of it too. You have a kid looking at you. If the, you think the kid's hearing you or not, they're absorbing that stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I always, my dad always like, compliment my mom and like show show respect and even when they'd get in arguments it was never like mean and like to the point where I remember being in the car with my dad and like a girl cro- crossed the crosswalk and I saw him look at her and I was like dad come on you know and he's and he's like hey I'm allowed to look it's like shut up kid you know this thing it's like it's not like he was like just laser eyeing yeah. her you know but it was this thing of just like shut up you know where but it's that's to his credit that I held him in such high regard yeah. that way um, you know, because it's just, we were over at a relative's place once and my uncle was, who was very right wing was just saying like, well, you know, the, he was talking shit about the Kennedys. Like who cares? What, what generation are we in? I think it was in college and my parents, we don't give a shit. Like we've, we've, anytime we're a, the thing with so many right wingers, they're just like, well, you'll learn. Like, okay, thanks. <laughs> Maybe thanks you'll le- learn. Thanks for lecturing me. <laughs> I appreciate that. Cause I'm not lecturing you. Um, about a dead and, president. Right. But he was just, he was just saying how like, you know, Joe Kennedy was a, was a bootlegger and who gives a shit. But his wife spoke up and was like, well, you know, I don't, I don't think they, you know, I think they really want to talk about Joe Kennedy. And he got quiet and he went, I'm going to my sister's. And he left. He left Thanksgiving. He left Thanksgiving. We were about to eat. It was like half an hour to because eat. Because his wife was trying to tamp down the fucking and situation. And she didn't even say anything. It, to him, it was like she checked him and he left. My mom's back my mom smoked and I would bum one off her sometimes. And she's like, you're coming outside with me right now. And we lit up smokes and she's like, your father would never do that shit to me. Like, your father's a mensch. You know, we're not Jewish, but it's yeah. time for like a, just all around good yeah. dude. Just like, just, just like so, was it, it was a thought where it was like, I have been a baby so many times in my life, but I feel like it's it's just friends are there to vent to for sure. But if you find yourself saying mean, mean things, things, there's a problem. You know, there's a problem with you. Hope that helps, and I hope this opens a line of communication with with you and your husband. And uh, and thanks for coming on these shows. I met what I said about the about the list. And if you bring your husband, I'll have a talk with him. No, I won't. I'm kidding. You imagine? Is this him? 
No, it's totally anonymous. I will not say anything. Can I but, run an idea by you? Because I think yes. you're the perfect person to run this. Please. You, you want more business ideas, right? <laughs> do, do I ever? Okay. I think we need to start a camp for guys who want to be better but don't know how. Okay. And so we would take them away for three days or something. Sure. And just teach them how to detoxify them. I think it would. I think. I it, don't know how to do it, and it I'm would, not a licensed therapist. My, my pitch is do something like I did the Max Fun Con uh, festival oh, yeah. once, where you just do stand up, and it's kind of like it's like a summer camp for adults. Like couples exactly come, it. and there's like cocktail hour and stuff, and there's a dance party at night. And you see comedy, and during the day, you like learn how to make your own bitters and syrups and things like that. So it's stuff adults like. I think if you attach something like that to that or made that the weekend where it's- You can make it fun still. It's fun and it's funny. You, you don't frame it around necessarily detoxify. Like it's got to have right. some it's kind of Right, it's not like a brainwashing. <laughs> yeah, well, and also it's just, it's just that one big thing is men are obviously more sensitive than women. And men are more sensitive about their masculinity than women are sensitive about almost anything. In my my frame of reference, you you, if you, you have to unwind it very like it's delicately. something where it's yeah. like you won't necessarily feel embarrassed for going. I mean, hopefully you're chill enough anyway, but yeah. it's just... Or maybe you just go the totally other way. Yeah, do it like know. a do it like a young life where it's like, guys, Jesus is so cool. <laughs> yeah, totally. Do you like Bon Jovi? Mm-hmm. I have the best Jesus related John Bon Jovi song. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You use pop culture it, it, to like just because you're trying to do good things, it's going to be made fun of, of course. Yeah. But I I think it's a it's a fun. I'll never idea. do it, but when I do, which is a sentence I've said twice now today, I'll never do it, but when I do, I'm calling you. Okay. Cool. Because you're you're one of the few people I think who could like, who approaches things in a very like funny yet poignant, yet like I'm just a, just a dude like you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd have to approach it kind of like Thomas Lennon is like L- Lieutenant Dangle a little bit with yeah. his like high shorts. Yeah, you know that's that. There's got to be one thing that I'm that I've got on that makes people feel a little weird. That's like, well, come on, why do you have half a half shirt on? It's a little weird, man. You know, like something, or like yeah. one thigh high boot, just something to throw people off. Half a kinky boot. Half a kinky. Yes, exactly, exactly. Aaron, this is a delight. Thank you for coming. This on is the so show. fun. I would do this for five thousand days. This okay. is so. You will. You will be your repeat guest then. If you if you'll come on again, I would love to. Okay. Uh, I, I so, just want to tell everyone too. I did bring snacks that you did not you mention, did. and you I did. just want to credit for Aaron. It on, Aaron is the f- first guest ever to bring snacks, so she wins. Someone brought me cook. I can't take credit for this. Someone brought me cookies once, mm-hmm. like a uh, year ago, who came on throwing shade, and I was like, "This is going to be my move now." That's such a dope move. I'm stealing this move. I'm going to do that. I'm going to bring stuff. Yeah, pay yeah. it forward. Such. Let's do it. Let's do it. So get uh, get feminasty. I haven't read it yet, but I'm psyched too. Um, and uh, check out Throwing Shade. It's incredibly hilarious. Uh, Brian Safi's great. Yeah. The, Thanks for having me on, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the phone number is 323-763-0228. 323-763-0228. I did say it wrong on Dana Gold's podcast. Like a dipshit, you cannot say I'm not on brand. The Patreon, if you want to throw us some dough to keep it moving and to uh, help Amanda get righteously paid, which she needs to go to at advice. Uh, from a dipshit on uh, Patreon. The social media at advice from a dipshit on Facebook, at dipshit advice on Twitter, theme songs by Ben Wise. Uh, subscribe, write a fun review, and post about it. Tell your friends because we're here to help, but more importantly, we're here for fun. Go buy Feminasty fucking right now. And, and honestly, don't jack off in sinks. Not a lot. It's, it's, well, I don't know. It's, you can, it's such easy cleanup. It really is. You just turn this faucet it right on. Really- <laughs> yeah, and we're out. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger.